Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. As any salesperson has, when you're out there burning rubber on the street, you're going to have meetings that don't go that way. Obviously, the GA is so topical. It's in every, every every business, every household. And sometimes you get just a lot of meetings in the week where you're just kind of talking GA and you're just trying to get to the crux of, of what you're selling. To actually change anything, as you know, it's about small nudges over time. And culture needs to be farmed. You don't. There's no silver bullet to it, as, as, as any leader knows. So that's where the data and technology allows us to do that at scale. The tech world is about going from the traditional way of burning loads of cash and growing and growing really fast into now growing fast and mining your cash because because it's much harder to raise money now. Hello and welcome to the Big Tech Show in association with Square. Square helps you look after your business needs from payments to menu management and online ordering. Visit square.com for more. Now, what's the transition from sports superstar to tech actually like? Bernard Brogan knows more than most. He has won four All-Star Awards, seven All-Irelands, and had a glittering career in the GAA. Now he just got funding for his startup, Pep Talk. Bernard Brogan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Adrian. Good to, good to come in. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you for a while. I'm going to get into Pep Talk mm. and motivational platforms in a bit. At the beginning of the year, though, you tweeted about your experience of going into meetings that you thought might be business meetings and they ended up um, talking to you about football. Yeah, I think that's part and parcel. I think obviously playing with Dublin and GA, having a bit of a profile, it has been unbelievable for a network and for opportunity and for people helping us out. Um, but every now and again, <laughs> you have to pay the piper and uh, some meetings are... To, the one thing I always get, the GA can find you a door in most organisations, mm-hmm. especially in Ireland, and even as, we, as we're in the US, that there's, there's an Irish person somewhere that will help you out or someone who knows about the GA. So would you, be, would you have been conscious of that going into one of those meetings? Even yeah. Yeah, you you want to have obviously always have a good meeting. You want to always close the deal. But I think as as any salesperson has, when you're out there burning rubber on the street, you're gonna have meetings that don't go go that way. But just yeah, I get a bit bit more of it maybe because mm. um, obviously the GA is so topical. It's in every every, every business, every household, and uh, sometimes you get just a lot of meetings in the week where you're just kind of talking GA and you're just trying to get to the crux of, of what you're selling. You're um, trying to get to the. Crux I'm trying of to get to the crux. But they they want to bring up 
old matches or old games. Yeah, and I think, and again, I was only, I think I was having a bad day. I think I put out a tweet about it at one stage, mm. or I think I mentioned it in my book as well. But yeah, like I think it's, it, it said, you have to accept the good with the bad. And, and I said, I will accept it all day long, the, the, the network, the GA. Because there has called. been good as well. More, more good than like 10 times, tenfold, hundredfold yeah. more good. The GA's network, we were, we were chatting there off air about, I was in, in Asia at the Asia Games and to see the thousands of, of, of Irish people that go away and, and the GA club is their community when when they go away they have a network there they've got someone to help them with a, a job a home a network uh, it's the same in the US so we've landed on the east, east coast and, and we're going into cities that we probably visited on holidays mm. but we're, we're meeting the network we're meeting the GA and they're really helping us so it's, it's been fantastic we're going to talk about pep talk in a second and about exactly what it mm. is and, and what it might do for your business but have you found then that taking those US cities for example mm. the east coast the ones that you're talking about I think in New York Boston I think Chicago, mm. you mentioned Dallas as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you found that launching the business that it's helpful to have pockets of those Irish communities in there to get intros or paths, as you say? Huge. Like Huge. for example, we went to um, we were on the way to South by Southwest, which is in Austin, Texas, and it was actually too expensive to get accommodation. So we ended up going to Dallas uh, about six weeks ago, and we knew a few of the GA crowd there. The Irish that were working. Uh, so there's a GAA crowd in Dallas. This is what I was. There's a GA crowd everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> in Boston, there's 26 GA clubs. In Dallas, there's a fantastic GA team, and I went and trained with them myself and Ashlyn, who works with me. We played a game, a mixed game, men and ladies down in a rugby pitch where they train, and we went out for dinner that night. We met some some executives, some Irish people, some American people that that that, that we were linked into, and we picked up a bit of business within four weeks. I mean, and it was that formula of. Let's get together. We we, we we have a platform because the GA, we're going to get 10 people in a room. And it just worked really well. And, and we, had a, we had a contact on the ground who was a senior executive in the business. And he was really glad to help mm. a GA person have a, have, a, have a bit of a start or a bit of a head start by putting a few people in a room for us. And we're doing the same in, 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 uh, in I'm going over next week. I'm in Chicago. We're going down to PJ's, the, the Celtic Crossing, and he's putting a few people in the room for us. Same in Boston on, on Wednesday night. We're we're we're, um, we're doing the same. So it's just it's a bit of a formula that the people on the ground are so, and especially in, in, away from home, people are mm. so so open to helping you and 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 giving you a bit of a leg up. Do people often wonder about that serendipity, about how things happen and about mm. how things are created? And people talk about chance meetings and luck, and they talk about fate and relationships, and the way you are kind of relating it there almost feels like this is a very natural way to get in front of people and, and for the, those kind of things to start happening. 100% because you're, you're trying to find a common purpose or a common ground of people and for example what we're doing in Austin is we're just having nibbles and a few drinks and it's actually we're going uh, next month it's going to be the week of the all Ireland final and I'm going to do a chat about mm. the game and the final so we're going to invite people from the GA club and, this, and in Dallas the, the, the club there is a soccer and a GA club so it's actually all in once as a community club so we're inviting people down and we'll tell them a bit what we're doing and we'll talk about the game and we'll have a couple of drinks and it's it's easy and it's informal and you're hoping that in, in, in that conversation there's a few people that uh, might want to have a conversation about you because the, the world and pep talk the mm. hybrid environment stuff there's a challenge out there for most organisations so we, we try and just lean into that There certainly is you wrote that when you with your first business Legacy Communications mm. which is still going going mm. strong yeah, right? 20 people yeah. uh, or so that you didn't have a clue about mm. running a company but you went into it with James yeah. your cousin yeah. anyway mm. what was it that actually brought you through those early stages? 
like, it's like anything, it's passion for it, you know. Like we went, I remember we, we dug out our first budget we did. I'm, I'm an accountant and we did a simple budget uh, at the start of the business. I said we, we and we'd no salaries in it for the first year. So we just literally didn't even try to make any money out of it. I'd made a few bob from working before, a few bob that I got from endorsements. And, and me and Jane, we said we'll just pull it together and we'll just put this put this down. And let's put the head together. Well, how did you know like what to charge people for it? Well, we didn't. Like we, we went around, met some PR firms, we met some um, events agencies, did the, initially what we were doing. We just we didn't. We were just looking for for a bit of work. Um, we I was involved with sponsorship as a, as a player, and we t- thought we could do it better. Uh, me and James. So that was our sports marketing, and then we went into consumer PR, and now we're in corporate PR. So it's evolved digital marketing. We we bought a small SEO business in Cork, so it's just grown from there. But we fundamentally didn't know how to how to run a business. We just we, un- we I understood the fundamentals of business from my accountancy background. And we were passionate about sport and business and how sport can capture the imagination of the grassroots in, in GA, rugby, soccer. And that's where we started and we just grew up from there. So if you're, if you're passionate about things, said it, was, it was never work. We were just getting mm. up, we were challenging, we were meeting people. And AIG, um, Declan O'Rourke and AIG, when they came out to Dublin, Jersey, was the first main big contract we had where we kind of had a retainer for a month and they were, they were sponsoring the dubs and we created video content. We did activations around the games, pre-match and all that. So that was, it was just, it's like anything now to, we're obviously coming into pep talk we're trying to be more organised and all that but mm. uh, with Legacy it was just a fantastic experience just to just to do do a job earn a few bob invest in the business go again go again and it was, well now yeah. you're, you're you've been a little bit modest there and you're you're glossing over it a bit because it takes more than just passion and mm. zeal to do what, was there a breakthrough moment was there a time when I'll start with Legacy yeah. before we get on to pep talk when you figured this is actually happening and it's actually going to be a viable business yeah, I think obviously when I mentioned AIG, a couple of big um, organisations that are backing us, uh, Leia Healthcare, Energia, those type of the people in the early years who, who gave us an opportunity. We 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 knew we knew how obviously in the sports PRs where we start in sports activation, so we knew the dressing room and you know the challenges of media with sport, the challenges that that people had access and what sports people could do. To, mo- to to promote a brand in the grassroots because the GA is an amateur game. There's, no, there's nothing better. We moved from there into rugby, etc. So we knew from the players' point of view, what, what, what the access point of view, and we also knew from the brand um, point of view as well. So we had a unique perspective on things, and we believed in that. And that's what we just we just needed to get a chance. And once we start getting a chance, and we started really buttoning up as a business, we brought in Kevin Moore, who's now our MD, who's leading it, <coughs> while me and James were in pep talk. He came from Fleischmann Hillard, had 10 years experience. So we just started to bring people, like anything, a good team is knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses and having the humility to bring a team around you and bring strength in. So bringing in Kevin. And, and, and picking the right area because yeah. sports and media and the combination of, of both there has been one of the runaway commercial juggernauts over the last five, 10 years and billions of, of euro in it. So you, you picked the right area. Yeah, exactly. And I think we picked it because it has opportunity, it has cut through like the the media landscape has been tough to over the last 10 years about reach and different challenge channels and where do we go and uh, as you know more than me um, but we think sport and that authenticity has mm. just a way of cutting through a lot of stuff and people are interested and, and, and they're motivated to, to, to support so we found that as a really a great area and obviously from there you just you grow the business and we work at all of Aldi's PR in Ireland we work at Krispy Kreme we work on consumer side and corporate side so it's just evolved from there like any business does and I think we've 20, 28 people now in Lucan mm-hmm. or, or I suppose we're, we're, we're a hybrid environment but uh, a great team great leadership team and that's given us me and James the opportunity to, to, to go after some of other passions as well in pep talk so it's, it's and so perfect segue so fast forward 
pep talk. What is pep talk? Give us the pitch, the 20 seconds. Yeah, it's a, it's a team experience platform. So basically that is how your work environment is for you. So how you how how psychologically safe, how how uh, engaged are you as as an individual, and how as an organisation um, making that happen? You know what I mean. So mm. we we come into organisations and we support them with tools and tips and a platform that can scale uh, their engagement and drive culture and drive um, retention, etc. Like that. So um, now yeah. at the airport when I'm in the bookshop. Mm. Literally half the books are what you're talking mm. about. It's motivational success, yeah. how to change your habits, how to sleep better, how mm. to feel less anxious, how mm. to feel less stressed, how to connect with uh, with your employees, eat more vegetables, mm. sleep more. Um, what is it that Pep Talk is doing? I know you talk about a platform. Mm. What is it that you're doing that's different in that regard? I think there's a couple of things that are key. It's about so focusing the, the, the culture of an organisation, engagement organisation, is is usually le- lives in middle managers. So it's if you're if you think of an employee base in organisation, those middle managers um, that are your boss, that are giving you your leave, that are giving you your promotions, your performance reviews, and sometimes organisations haven't. I suppose in the last number of years, we feel they probably haven't had the supports or the tools to to execute uh, over the last number of years. Organisations are fantastic at winning awards and having great labels around great places to work and different like that. But what is the reality for the people on the ground? And are they been? Are, is that middle manager cohort been supported? So we 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 moved from a from a well being tool and an engagement tool into what we want to be is a business intelligence tool, and and that takes data. So we're we're. Asking a little, creating a little check-in with the employees every month and then we're providing programs and interventions off the back of that so the, so the key to that is that it's 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 interventions as you say there's a world of content out there we can we can learn to be yoga teachers tomorrow in a three hour course we can learn to speak French through some technology so the world is not short of content or, or, or supports or helplines it's about relevant interventions created around my team so that I feel like we did in sport it's I want to be able to look left and right and feel supported and feel that I have the trust and they, my, of my colleagues and that they trust me and that that comes from conversations and team building and pep talk is an environment where we focus on the team rather than I suppose most organ- most tools out there focus on the individual which is important but we think that the future of the world of work because of hybrid and lack of connection the team is the most important conduit because that's where culture lives and we focus on that and you can integrate with uh, Microsoft Teams with Slack um, there, there is a, a software and a tech component mm-hmm. to that as well but is this a bet that as you say, the world of work has fundamentally changed. You, you use the word hybrid, for mm. example, uh, a few times. Now, the jury's a little bit out on that, on whether or not we're going to be working remote or or hybrid. Actually, the last figures that I've seen from Indeed show that there's a huge decrease in the number of remote workers mm. uh, in terms of the, the roles advertised. But nevertheless, we may be entering into just a fundamentally different era of work where... Um, people who turn up to the office, people who are at home, are just treated differently by managers. Yeah, and I was only talking to someone yesterday in a sales call and they actually have a, it's a pharma company and they have people who have to be on site because they're lab technicians and QA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they also have a, obviously an administration side and sales sides who are who are hybrid. And in, in their uh, understanding, it is the people who are hybrid and are spending less time in the office and more time away that are more disengaged than the people who are in the office. Okay. So that was just a real eye opener to me, as that's the theory we talk about. Well, now is that because they're they're focused more on, you know, going down to the club, 
in the evening or stuff that's going on at home or sitting in the back garden? Like, why would they be more disengaged? My belief is that the more time you spend away from each other and away from the team, the dilution of that culture and that that mm. that connection with your team and your and the logo above the door that you mm. work for, which you are investing in you from training and from a career point of view, that they want you to stay and and, and grow with them. The more time you spend away and the less relationships you build, and 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 as they dilute over time. You could just be working for somebody down the road as much as then. And then that's where engagement dies or, or lessens. Mm. And that's where we're trying to come in and say, well, we need to put a wrap around this. And say, you're still well, part of a, a culture and a team. Yeah, you're still part of a team. And, and if you're just on a remote. So you, what we say is we need to create an intentional conversations. We create intentional moments where we are consciously working on this team bit piece and this, this culture piece. And especially in, in hybrid environments or, or dispersed environments where we need to actually just get, get around that. I think that's the key where organizations need to constantly create time to team build. You know, and I, I feel that your audience here definitely is middle managers and, and HR and people like that because the the language you're using here uh, uh, with you know, intentional moments and motivation all that sort of stuff it sort of makes sense but it's it's it is. I, I'm like walking through the airport book section. Here. Yeah, 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 there's yeah, a little yeah. bit. Of, there's a little bit of jargon yeah, maybe in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nevertheless, three million euro funding round mm. at the end of last year. U.S. push now. Yeah. So we're James has landed in in New York. He's he's moving over there and is, uh, with his family. He's making a big commitment. But obviously, there's a big prize over there, and it's a, it's a very big place. And we're trying to be really focused in the U.S. We're focusing on kind of deskless environments, so engineering, construction, pharma, those kind of transient workforces that are that are challenging uh, and we feel we can really make a big connection there so that's kind of where, where How are you attacking that market because if anyone is going to have products and services and programs for this kind of thing you'd think it was the Americans You'd be surprised so Europe and Ireland is is a lot further ahead than the U- US from a diversity and inclusion point of view streets ahead Really? For, uh, oh, streets that amazes ahead. me Yeah no, it's yeah, amazes me uh, as well. There's there's a lot. There's a, obviously, there's a huge culture difference in 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 Europe and the US or Ireland and the US. But um, yeah, from from a DNI point of view, and obviously we're in Pride Month this month, and, and Pep Talk are, are supporting a lot of our, our clients around that. It's it's just much more open here. There's much more of a conversation about it. There is still is, challenge. Is it that it's less politicised here? Because like it's normal to walk around um, in an Irish city and as you say, uh, people, company offices will have their pride flags. Completely normal. It's now part of normal life. Is it that it's more polarised in the States? I think so. I think maybe it's just such a large place and even in the States, there's so many different cultures and it's just that they've a lot live a good journey to go on from everything. So you look at the stack that they're working on from a, from a tools point of view, obviously technology's hub is, is the US, but from a people point of view, they're a good bit behind what we're trying to do in Ireland and in Europe and, and we're showing up with a an offering that will give a data insight into your people so KPIs around your people that hasn't been there now not we're, we're, we're adding value to companies in Ireland as mm. well and Europe but it, we're, we have a real opportunity there that if we, we can yeah, gather you know in tech, it's it's mm. a race against the end of the clock to try and gather enough momentum. We have funding now for for into next year, so we need to gather momentum uh, and 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 then look at the tech world's about going from the traditional way of burning loads of cash and growing and growing really fast into now growing fast and mining your cash because because it's much harder to raise money now. So we all mm. have to be a lot lot um, leaner in our in our in our costs and our marketing and our spend and try to drive that revenue a lot more. A lot, a lot and more I mean, recently. you've got some big reference clients mm. this side of the Atlantic, AIB, Northern Trust, I think PayPal is one of your yeah. clients as well. Um, 
are you going to be fighting against AI um, when it comes to integrations here? And when big companies are looking at the future of how to deal with um, interactions with staff, they're, they're now looking at chatbots. They're now looking at that sort of stuff. Are you going to be competing with that sort of stuff? Well, we're going, we're, we're trying to see where it can complement us. Like I think um, AI will speed up and will disrupt every industry. And it's about are you getting behind it and with it? Is it helping you uh, and your and, and your organisation, or is it going to nullify? Fundamentally, where PepTalk are, it's about people at the end of the day, albeit conversations and content and, and how to have conversations is obviously uh, a content play and there's done, and we need to obviously support from a platform point of view content and that's where AI will, can really help us uh, and in a, in a protected manner um, mm. and we're obviously looking into ways of how we do things better uh, and, and, and faster. But fundamentally, what we're trying to do is create conversations, build trust and build relationships in organizations and drive culture. And that there's no outsourcing of that through content, through AI. That is leadership and um, believing in it. Um, empowering their people managers to to understand how to how to be better at it and tool them up, and then for people managers to engage and buy into why culture is important, why I need to know my my people more than just how's the weather, how are we getting on. I need to understand your family, your life, your challenges. I don't have to have all the answers as a mm. as a manager, but I need to be there to as a support and a, and a manager or a leader is a facilitator. How can I help you do your role the best of your ability? What is in your way? How can I help take them out of your way and support you just to do to be the best you can be and that's the fundamentals of leadership and managers and what happens to managers is they've done their own job and they've got five direct reports or ten direct reports and it just becomes stressful and, they, and the data is saying that 47% of managers are burnt out and the mind employees because they're just answering up and then managing teams so they're a cohort that we feel we have a real opportunity to help you know I already feel 5% more energized and more <laughs> motivated now um, uh, talking to you. Actually, one thing I was curious, when you transitioned from sport into business, one of the tried and tested paths seems to be the motivational economy ecosystem. Mm -hmm. You'll often turn up to something and there will frequently be um, a former very prominent, high achieving mm -hmm. sports star, such as yourself mm -hmm. or, or someone else, giving a speech. It could be at the Timber Association's annual yeah. dinner or whatever. Was there any element of that that drew you to this particular uh, area uh, with, with Pep Talk? It is the exact reason it drew me to Pep Talk. It was out of demand by senior leaders that were sports people that understood, that played a bit of sport maybe themselves and understood the magic that a team can have in a sporting context and that it's so the synergies are, are so relevant in the business world. Yes, there's different nuances and different challenges, and uh, but the fundamentals of culture and what you build in a high-performing team, as we did with Dublin, and sustaining high performance as well, is one, was one of our key kind of pieces. And the curiosity of some senior leaders asking us and coming in and doing talks is fine and you're trying to leave a nugget or two behind but to actually change anything as you know it's about small nudges over time like in sport we worked on things we built on them you nudge you change you tweak and culture needs to be farmed you don't there's no silver bullet to it as, as, as any leader knows so you're you're trying to get in there you're working on a program and you're tweaking it and you're being agile and you're moving it and that's where the data and technology allows us to do that at scale um, but yeah very much led from dem demand or interest because of the sporting world to come in and talk and I, I kind of me, me and James were talking about it he says we could go down this route we could do some talks and try yeah, and go in and do mm. some presentations at the timber associations or whatever it is and that's fine or 
do we want to try and build a program and try to drive real change and something we're both passionate about um, and that's where it started from there and it's just evolved, evolved over the last five and years. And transferring the discipline because you used to write that part of your preparation for example for big games might include things like 5am ice baths mm-hmm. or I mean by the way a 5am ice bath okay <laughs> uh, I, I'm not at your, your level I, what the hell is what's that like? It's horrendous, as it sounds. And when we started doing them, you used to have to go all the way up to the up to your your chin. I remember seeing Senator back on the, in the early days in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Senator Connell, who was, who was my teacher in Declan's, and he used to, he used to love it. He just used to, he used to look so comfortable in it up to his up to his, his neck. Cabra, yeah, yeah. So we we you had were, ice baths in Cabra. Well, we used to train in David's uh, school oh, in yeah. Martin, mm-hmm. um, but but Senator was uh, was my teacher in Declan's, and I ended up playing with him, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, it was one thing we started early, and it's just about discipline. Yes, there's a bit of recovery in it. It's more mind mindset than than than, than physical, if you know what I mean. And, and it's actually a bit of a it's 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 an I'm looking on Instagram. Everyone's nearly doing it at the moment. You know See, what I mean, I, mean they, I was you know, and and you know, would you recommend then for um, uh, somebody for middle managers? Is is it a good thing? Should we all be taking five a.m. Hundred percent. Like it's a, it's a, it's a reset. It's a meditation. It's a source source of that. So if you have rituals, if you have things that you stick to, that are, that are psychologically trying to make you better, fitter, um, tuned in. Yes, ice bath feels like it's a physical thing, but it's like, as I say, it's more a mental thing. It's more about the rituals. I know Dana Dana White, Joe Rogan, these like these kind of ultimate um, um, influencers are, are are leading out this stuff that they're just investing in their in their bodies. They're, they're looking looking to be fitter. The world has evolved a bit where it's there's a time where the, like success was about being going out and having big parties and, and celebrating and drinking and all that type of stuff whereas now it's investing being fit feeling good going after your own your own personal goals um, so it's refreshing to see that, that um, yeah something that we did a long time ago and, and still do for a recovery point, point of view is, is I suppose a bit mainstream you still do now. it I try to avoid them yeah, as much as I can. It's horrendous. Like no matter how many you do, it's still a it's still a torture, you know. And what's the equivalent in the business world or the startup world of taking a five a.m. ice bath? Is there one? Well, meditation or reset or even or even understanding how to deal with feedback or or like this whole thing about uh, um, reacting or responding. So when you when you're a leader or any employee and you're you, you get a piece of news that frustrates you or gets angers you or worries you been able to take a second and just take a breath and box breathing or and there's obviously loads of techniques or even just take like free I always give the example about free takers like Johnny Wilkinson mm. and I took freeze and uh, Johnny Sexton now what they do is when, when a free happens or the, the referee calls a penalty your heart rate goes up to the max so in the workplace when something happens your heart rate goes to the max so you can either react to that and start shouting or write a big email or run around the office in a, in a panic or you can take a second and, and respond so what free takers do is their heart rate is pumped because I'm now in front of a million people and I'm going to take this free so you take your second you take two or three breaths it only takes 10 or 15 seconds and it brings your heart rate way down so that you can execute your skill so that the, in the workplace it's like take a few seconds look at the email look at the information take a few deep breaths and say right what's that best way of responding to this rather than reacting to this in, in a real, really <laughs> fierce way so that's a simple tip about when you, when you feel a bit stressed when you're feeling a bit panicked or frustrated about a piece of feedback or something that's happened Take a breath. Just take a second, and it always is better. <laughs> it doesn't solve it, but it just gives you a better chance of, of of making a better decision on what the response is to that situation. And is that something that you you can do 
still at this point? You, you yeah, I, and again, I get more stress and I'm in a startup world and you know mm. the pressures of it and cash flow and people and, and building technology and all, like it's just, it's been such a learning curve for me to get into a world where obviously we're, we're I'm an accountant, we were in legacy um, in the comms and, and, and sports marketing point of view and now we're in, a, in building a tech company and it's, it's a total different learning. As, But I'm curious and I have a growth mindset and I'm, I always like give everyone my best shot and get out there and try and learn learn as much as I can. So it's been a, it's been an MBA as they say uh, I've learned so much and, and as I said we're, we're just starting to catch that momentum now and, and uh, we've got some fantastic uh, use cases and we're with Global Payments this morning with Claire for a coffee this morning and talking about expansion stuff in the US and expansion stuff around into the Middle East and stuff like that so there's, there's loads of good conversations happening so um, it's an exciting time for us. Do you find that you lean on a community um, in Dublin like we talk about tech communities startup uh, communities is that is that something that's that's in your life yeah and we would have lent a, a lot into the tech community as you know it's, it's a small community albeit there's a lot of companies but there's a there's like there's a lot of good people there from a mentorship point of view that will will give time um, so uh, my advice to I suppose a couple of bits of advice as I say for people to listen is if there's anyone that has um, an idea or wants to be in tech or any business the first thing is about do it with somebody so I James looking off a cousin uh, we were close as kids, but like we still have our own our own lives. We have our own friends. We're not like joining the hip. We're 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 we're, we're he's a very detail oriented. He's a lawyer. I'm a more let's say outgoing, more um, yellow in the personality stakes. Um, so our our personalities kind of mesh well as a, in a business context. But it's great to have somebody there that can enjoy the wins and also share the challenges of the day to day. And that's one, one thing. And. And then also getting around people and asking for help, like asking for advice. We've went around to the Bobby Healy's, Des Trainer, Brian as well. Like there's been so many people who have in the t- in the in the tech. Brian Caulfield, uh, yeah, Brian Caulfield uh, is fantastic, and and others that have been so good to us. And to see Square sponsor here, the guys in there have given us loads of advice along the way as well. So that's that's what you need. And obviously we were coming to a world where we, where we didn't know. Obviously not not coming from a tech background. There's a lot more learnings we needed to have, and a lot more conversations. So it's been fantastic. And and I've always had those little networks of, of mentors and ask for help like Pat Gilroy would have given me a lot of business advice especially to start a legacy he was a mm. fantastic businessman obviously, and a very trusted leader from my sporting days with him so there's loads of people I kind of lean into try and get some time get some advice because people have been there and done it before you know, sometimes you feel isolated if you're the only one having an issue or, or a challenge it's been done a million times before So, Am, am I right? Did you, were you in Bobby Healy's launch video one of his promo <laughs> videos? I was. Was yeah. I imagining that? I no, I was. Um, we were out in his house, and uh, I think it was with Just Eat or something like that. He he got his first partnership up. And whose fa- was that? Your family? It was or his family. family. So I was so uh, for uh, listeners who <laughs> haven't seen this, uh, Mana Aero, Mana now um, drone company, Bobby Healy. It's a promo video, and really, really slick. And the drone comes down with the fast food, and you're looking at it, you think, hang on a second, that's Bernard Broke. <laughs> And then somebody told me, yeah, no, that's, I think that's Bernard Broke. And I think it's Bobby's family. <laughs> family. And there were, I had a lot of questions about that. <laughs> I had a lot of questions. Yeah, he didn't think he uh, he looked well enough on camera to put stand into his own family. Well, so he substituted well, me well, into was his that family. It, he, I, and this is, Bobby, please take this right. You have a very good looking family, Bobby, you know. <laughs> so why did you have Bernard in there instead of yourself? I don't know. I had a lot of questions about that. But uh, obviously, you, you you must, at that point, you, 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 you must have been quite friendly. Yeah, like again, one of our, one of our great, Greatest tech uh, entrepreneurs as well.
well and he's given us loads of time and, uh, on, on investment and how to approach that and also on text with that so as I said there's, there's a network out there that would be hugely helpful and they're always willing to give time because they love it because he's so passionate like Mana is a it's a fantastic it's potentially one of the biggest game changers in the world but it's because it's grown out of a passion and he tells the story about it. he just was he's just a curious guy that, that mm. is uh, really interested in, in technology and wanted to do something a bit different and, and have fun and it just the idea spawned an actual fantastic business idea and an underrated engineer as well uh, he's exactly. kind of the whole package actually yeah. his, his ears are going to be burning now if he's uh, listening <laughs> very this. modest guy as well so he loved this <laughs> <laughs> um, lastly you probably ask this all the time it, it sounds like you haven't stepped that much away from the GA in a way but mm. do, you, do you miss any of that any yeah football? I'm actually missing a lot this year kind of because I've gone to a lot of games like obviously mm. COVID I, I, I ended the last year of COVID and then everyone stopped so there was no major issue we were all in the same boat and then obviously it came back bit by bit and we got to a few games and obviously I have young kids at home three babies so this year I've had a bit more time to, to get out there and, and go to them and just been around yeah, just been around it. and obviously I still have my, my colleagues like Paul Flynn and Michael Darrell, like my, my my the soldiers we went on a journey with. We we, we still obviously are very close and we went to the odd game together. But uh, Is that how you see it, soldiers? Yeah, well, maybe that's Jim. We've an, we an army leader for a long time, so we have a lot of that process and an army jargon and our lingos, you say. So, but that's what it is. We soldiers so together. What position were you, a lieutenant, or where, where were I was you? In a, that I was a foot soldier. I was an executor. I was the fellow. Pull, so, how did the that trigger. hierarchy go? Who was <laughs> sniper? Who, who was the sergeant? Who was the captain? It's yeah. So back in base was Jim. Was Jim Gavin? We had probably our lieutenants or sergeants on the field as Cluxton or a, or a, a Flynn or Michael Dara or Kev Mack, kind of those leaders around the dressing room. And then we had the, the mercenaries, the Philly McMahons, that would go out there and, and do the job on the field. I was probably a sniper in the back trying to take take the take the shots. But uh, no, we said uh, Jim coming from an army background and his composure and his I suppose and that was maybe that environment was one for pep talk as well about understanding that it's about repetitive, uh, consistent messaging. Why why do army people march every morning? Why do we as a, as a Dublin team go over stuff again and again and again and repetition? It's because if you if you continuously do things, it becomes a behaviour, not an act. So we are what we repeatedly do. And I think that's what Pep Talk is saying. If you want to enact change, we need to do nudge things over time and consistently do that. And that's what we did as a football team. We went over to detail. We did the what ifs. We understood what the challenges were. And we... We empowered play- players to give the feedback rather than Jim. Jim didn't talk at every session. He he wanted players to give what we were doing and come up with the ideas because then we own it and that's empowerment and that's what the world of work is like. So how do you empower your team to come up with the solutions of the challenges? And then we did that really well where it was a, a young guy coming in, a Colin Callahan or an old merchant. They would deliver the strategy for the defence and for forward play and they felt part of it because they were young and they're probably looking at players that they saw what saw on TV but they were instantly in the mix having to think about the, the, the setup. and those type of behaviours are what drives high performance and that's kind of some of those learns I suppose of what we implemented in Pep Talk Do you think we'll see a team that as dominant as, as that great Dublin team again? Well the Limerick hurling team are, 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 are on, on that path again mm. they won't have it all their own way this year but they, they're fantastic and it's 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 kind of when you look back yes there's supports and resources and stuff like that two big cities uh, and having good backers but you need that cohort of people who buy in like those soldiers that are willing to go on a journey that will put their egos aside and will row into whatever's asked of them 
that's as important as, as anything else like Dublin now please God we'll be in the mix this year but there will come a time in the next number of years where we might have a bit of a barren patch and some other team might come to the fore so mm. it's not sport comes in cycles like anything in the world it comes around and, and people move on and ideas change or, or your competition finds a way and, 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 and uh, like in technology happens like every as you, as you know well around different technologies that are will never be speeding and then something comes around the corner and just disrupts and that's the same in the, in the sporting world Bernard Brogan, co-founder of Pep Talk. Thank you very much for coming into the podcast. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. And that's all we have time for this week, folks. Thank you very much for watching or for listening. Thanks to Tabitha Monaghan, who produced Gav Hennessy on sound and Conan Doherty on video. You've been watching The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, in association with Square. And we'll talk to you same time next week. Bye-bye. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.